Today, we are going to unpack the virtue of admiration. By the way, did you know that admiration has a dark side? I had no idea until we tackled this subject too, but it does make a lot of sense. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a positive, uplifting episode for you this week. This is episode number 179. And today we're going to be talking about admiration, what it is, and how to do it. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we gave you some solid ideas about how to get the flirt back on in your marriage. Make sure you go back and check that one out. And be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Okay, let's get into the topic of admiration, Caleb. Yeah, I think if you've ever read the Song of Solomon in the Bible, there's a pretty clear example there of how admiration can be so helpful for fostering love and affection between lovers. Okay. It's full of admiration, right? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it can be hard to differentiate admiration from other similar positive things in marriage. Okay. So here's a helpful quote from a study that we reviewed. Admiration is a feeling of delighted approval of the accomplishment or character of another person. That's mm. from Venn et al. 2011. I like that. A feeling of delighted approval. Yes. Now, a lot of the time, admiration comes from pleasant surprises. When someone does something or shows characteristics that prompt feelings of fondness, awe, approval, and respect. And I think we can also benefit from being intentional about admiration, though. Like, it doesn't just have to be the unexpected Mm -hmm. moments, Mm -hmm. but we can seek to notice and focus on those attributes in others and in our spouse in particular. Okay. Now, there are some similar traits and emotions. Take, for example, gratitude. Gratitude is thankfulness for someone's actions and who they are. This is strongly linked to feelings of admiration and often naturally follows from admiration. So this is often part of the same thing too. So admiration is noticing it and then gratitude is being thankful for it? Yes. Is that right? Okay. One is your approval towards someone. One is your gratitude for it. Okay. Pretty similar, but you can see how they are different. A little bit different. Yep. Elevation is a specific kind of admiration often felt in response to witnessing an act of virtue or moral beauty. Where you think more of someone. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, the dark side of admiration is envy, where instead of approving of the qualities of others, you feel bad about your own lack of those same qualities. Mm, Or you desire. I can struggle with this. Yeah. Or you desire to take those qualities for yourself. Yeah. So envy is desiring the good that others have rather than just admiring it in them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so. Admiration is really, it's wholly focused on the other person while envy is more introspective. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Hey, that's the dark side. Yeah, yeah. And they're so close to each other in a sense, right? And joy, so is another component. So feelings of admiration are physically and psychologically similar to feeling joy. We often experience those things together. Yeah. Think about your kids singing at a play or something like that, right? Okay, yeah. Now, of course, this being... A show about marriage, admiration impacts marriage. 
How so? Well, there's one really neat long-term study that we came across by Shapiro et al. in 2000. They interviewed 43 newlywed couples. And then what was cool is they observed those couples for six years of their marriage. And they found that the key qualities which predicted a stable, happy marriage in these couples were number one, fondness and admiration expressed. Mm. And so that is something we'll come to. It needs to be expressed, not just felt. Right. The admiration yep. piece. We've talked about that before in these podcasts. Yeah, you need to let that out, right? The second thing is awareness of your spouse's needs in their world. So this is the other part of their study. Okay. And the third thing they noticed was the amount of unity expressed through phrases including we and us rather than I. Wow. Pretty interesting, right? Yeah. But that's that's representing a deeper belief or way of seeing the coupleship. Yeah, yeah. These factors were strongly linked to both marital satisfaction for husbands and wives, and they were linked to marital stability. Using these factors, they were able to predict stability or divorce six years later with 94% accuracy. Wow. So you could take a snapshot of these newlywed couples at the start, looking at these three things and say, in six years, you are going to be divorced. (gasps) Wow. Or not. So that just shows like how important and fondness and admiration is the number one thing there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And actually what was really cool going through those three things that we just listed is that in retrospectively, we worked really hard in designing our content for the marriage retreat that we did on our marriage cruise Yes, to build those three items up and the couples who attended. Like those yeah. are precisely the things that we were working on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Like the love maps and all that. Yeah. Huh. And Neat. while we're on that topic, for those that are interested in our marriage cruise or our next marriage retreat, we've actually just run into trouble with the ship trying to get the meeting rooms for one of the days. And so it's, and then they don't have a good way of searching for cruise availability based on meeting room availability on their ships. Okay. So we're just really having a hard time pinning this down for next year. We hope to already have had that out by now, but uh, it's just... uh, It's a bit of a waiting game. We will keep you posted. Now, the next thing was uh, how admiration impacts marriage is it it has this buffering thing that happens. So fondness and admiration, they're also working as a buffer to protect couples from the stress of major life events, such as the birth of their first child. Okay. So this was related to the newlywed study, right? But it could oh, be other okay. major life events. Yep. And this was especially true for husbands expressing admiration for their wives. Why do you think that is? Like we have come up with this a few times. Like it, the wife's satisfaction is based on that, whereas the husband's isn't so much based on the wife's appreciation or... I, I don't know in this particular case, but I think I think that there's something to be said, like for husbands that... I, well, let me... I'll speak out of my personal experience and I don't know if I can globalize this, but maybe okay. people can let us know if they can relate to this or not. But I can feel admiration for you on my insides and never say anything about it. Okay. So I kind of wonder if part of it is that women are more naturally vocal about this kind of thing than men. Mm, or they're culturalized to be vocal. Socialized. Socialized. Yes. So Okay. So I don't know, like I wonder if, um, like I know that I have to consciously prompt myself, you know, you should say that out loud and not just think that, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah, could be. Could be. I'm not sure. It could be other reasons. I'd have to think about that some more. Okay. Here's a quote from the same study. The fondness and admiration system in a couple's relationship can be thought of as the glue that holds the relationship together. The more fondness hmm. for his wife the husband expresses, or the more glue he puts into the relationship, the more satisfied the wife is with the marriage. Wow. So if you want to just like step it up a notch, you just need to show appreciation for your wife. Yes. That could like change a marriage right there. It could. Huh. Oh, this is inspiring. Well, okay, that, keep going. That's our next uh, heading actually is inspiration. Okay. So admiration for someone can inspire you to want to be a better person yourself. 
Now, mm. this kind of inspiration, here's a quote again, involves the transcendence of the ordinary preoccupations or limitations of human agency. <laughs> and what does that mean? I don't know, that but is I like thought it so sounded really nerdy. smart. Well, I think it's saying that admiring and being inspired by someone motivates you to push yourself beyond what you would normally think yourself capable of. Okay. It's like, wow, look at what my wife did there, just did there. I wonder if I could do that too. Huh. So admiring someone can turn into inspiration. Okay. This comes back to that elevation piece, right? Feelings of elevation, that's admiration for moral excellence. That motivates you to be more like your spouse and increases your desire to help those around you. And it increases your appreciation for the good things that you have in life. Huh. Again, this was noted in another study in 2009, right? Huh. This is like, you can only change yourself. Like so often we want to change the other person, but if we just admired and it motivated us to change, yes, that would change things. Yes. Sorry, that was very redundant. Go ahead. No, it, it, we got the point. Okay. But yeah, I thought this was a brilliant piece of learning from the research too. Like you would think that admiring others only builds them up, but it has this reflective impact that inspires you to become more and to push yourself towards better things too. Hmm. So, you know... I can see this. You could have a little valid, selfish motivation for showing admiration because somewhere it's going to rub back off on you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Now, the final thing here is that researchers have also found that inspiration creates a sense of connectedness between the admirer and the admired, and it can increase openness levels between them. Like they become more open to each yeah. other and even increase the energy and enthusiasm you feel when you're together. Huh. So this is another study. And that is all good mojo for marriage, all coming out of this admiration. Admiration. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Now, the exercise that we made available to our patrons for this episode is about creating a sustainable admiration habit in your marriage. If you've realized this is an area that you want to grow in and you want to experience these amazing benefits of developing admiration as a core part of your marriage, you want to pick up your copy of this couple's exercise. And you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll take a 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we're talking about how admiration can be so inspiring to our marriages. And I was inspired. All right. So let's give a little bit of um, instruction here on how to create more admiration in your marriage. Like if you want to go deep, you want the download, but we want to give you some ideas to get started with. (laughs) That's probably not what you meant. Yeah. Sorry. Somehow that just kind of took all of the, you know, like somebody just... I'm sorry. Pulled the plug on my hot air balloon. Let's uh, let's put our parachutes on and see what we can do for the rest of this. Okay. Number one, build your admiration system. Now, that sounds good. 
maybe some folks, thanks for Linda, mm-hmm. think this stuff is, you know, it's too lofty. It's out of reach. I'm just not feeling it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that. Like you can get to that place in your marriage and that's a tough place to get out of. Right. But let me give folks a concrete example of how you can start to make this work today and, and just go from there. Right. So remember that admiration is a part of a cycle that brings couples together. It helps them resolve problems. So here's a simple process to illustrate how you can develop a positive cycle of admiration. Notice how achievable this is. First of all, all you need to notice is that one spouse is experiencing difficulty or some of their needs aren't being met in some way. Yeah. Second step, I already said this, the other spouse notices this. Yeah. And then the other spouse attempts to meet the needs. Okay. The first spouse notices this attempt to help him or her. Yeah. And the first spouse expresses admiration for their husband or wife's ability to meet their needs. It's like finding something in their attempt to meet your needs that was noble, virtuous, admirable. Oh, and this is creating a positive cycle. So even though you're in a difficult place, you're now in a place of admiration. Right. Okay. So it's it's accepting and reflecting the goodness of an attempt to meet your needs. So this is all about building your admiration system. Yes. So you need to be aware of this and express the admiration. Yeah. Okay. All it all it's taken is some noticing and some attempting. Yeah. And some acknowledgement. Yeah. Right. Okay. And this forms a cycle where the expression of admiration motivates the admired spouse to continue finding ways to meet the admiring spouse's needs leading to further admiration. Yeah. Boom. Easy, right? This is reinforcing what you want more of. Yes. Now, let us give you a couple things more just to give you a leg up on this. So one part of that is awareness of needs, right? So you can start the cycle too by working on becoming more aware of your spouse's needs, which is not hard to do. Shouldn't be. No, but you just need to pay attention. Yeah. Right. And then keep note of the fact that expression of admiration and awareness of your spouse's needs, those two things work together to strengthen a marriage. So you're working on the awareness part, right? Okay. These two things are predictors of stability in marriage. You can work on them simultaneously to make this all easier. But this awareness part, awareness of your spouse's needs means you notice when they're stressed or upset Mm -hmm. and you express more admiration and affection to help them cope. Okay. So here's a quote. So the admiration is going both ways now. Yep. If the husband is aware of the stress the wife is going through, for example, he may respond by putting more glue into the relationship or expressing more fondness or admiration toward his wife. Okay. Now, the wife then notices that her husband is making a particular effort to help her, which strengthens the marriage and helps reduce the stress she is under. Huh. Okay. So to express admiration effectively, you may just need to slow down and observe your spouse more closely so that you can become aware of your spouse's needs and how she is coping with the stresses of life. And then you admire the coping when it's healthy. Oh, right? You okay. admire the strength, the resilience in there. Okay. Now you have some admiration going on. You're putting glue into the marriage. And then there, that's going to get admiration back. Like it's just yeah. that, positive that positive admiration cycle again. Right. Okay. Now, another part of this is then meeting needs. So you become aware of the needs. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Well, I wonder if this question would be better at the end, but how do you, how do you balance this with, you know, I don't fix it. Okay. I just want you to understand. Yes. Let me go through this and then okay. we'll have that. Okay. So now that folks have the awareness thing going, the next step is to start thinking about how to better meet those needs. And this requires an awareness of your spouse's inner world. So in order to receive admiration from your spouse, you have to be able to meet her needs or his needs, right? Now, just hold on to that solution thing for a moment. Okay. If you feel for yourself that you're not being admired enough, it could be because you're not meeting your spouse's needs properly. 
And this is counterintuitive, but it's really empowering too, because it gives you something to do to change this problem that you're facing. To be admired, you have to do the things which are worthy of admiration. So start by becoming aware of what your spouse's needs are. Next, determine if those needs are being met. If not, seek to meet those needs. The normal consequence of this kind of interest and effort in your spouse is admiration from your spouse. Now, back to your solutions question. It could be that the need is emotional more than physical. Than solving the problem. Right. They might need your presence, your companionship, Mm -hmm. your acknowledgement of what they're going through more than they need a solution from you. Okay. So, so that's think what about, the meeting needs is. Yeah. Don't just think about needs in terms of uh, fixing something like yeah. what you would do in your workshop, but think of it on an emotional level. And I think if guys stop and pause this, uh, stop and pause and really sort of dig into this, they can get this one. I've seen them do it. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they're not getting the admiration they want is because they're trying to fix it. And the wife's greatest need is just like someone emotionally connected, Somebody understanding. Her, yeah. Listen to her. Yes. Okay. I'm on board still. So you could have been, you may have been targeting the wrong needs Uh or what you thought the needs were. Right. Okay. Now expressing admiration. So in all of this, like awareness of needs, then meeting the needs, there's a sense in which I want to say, don't make this into too large of a project. Like it's an event. Do you know what I mean? Like instead admiration and respect should be expressed often and simply in small everyday moments. Mm -hmm. Kind of like flirting. It's like our flirting episode we were talking about, right? Like if you put it on the calendar and you book it for an hour, it's it's like (laughs) dorky or something, but what? What if some people do that? Are you calling them dorky? Well, dorky can be cute. (laughs) Nice recovery. (laughs) Sorry. Was that too judgmental? Yeah, it was very judgmental. My apologies to you people. um, You dorky people? (laughs) Orlando. I can't believe you just said that. Okay. So it should be everyday, small Yeah, like don't go for those epic things like in the movies where everybody starts crying and it's like whatever. It's just like... Oh, honey, go for for those two. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. But I mean, movies aren't very real. Dorky. Just kidding. (sighs) (laughs) You're all offended. Okay, so don't go for the epic moments, but go for the epic moments too. I think I had an epic moment of digging a deeper hole for myself. Yeah, I think so. But just go for the small everyday moments too. That's what I'm and those to say. make the big epic moments. Yes. So you know, make this kind of normal. Yeah. Little things. I really like how you pulled that out there, Verlinda. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> That's me working for that my backfired. little moments, Sarah. <laughs> that wasn't my need at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does expressing admiration do? Let's just keep going and <laughs> pretend we know what we're talking about here. So this expressing admiration helps build this fondness and admiration cycle that we're talking about, right? Okay. Strengthens the marriage. Yeah. But part of this is learning to form a habit of admiration where the spouses are constantly kind of just scanning the environment to notice things to admire mm. about each other. Mm-hmm. Now, don't think this is just for happy marriages. The mental habit of looking for the good things to admire can help distressed couples too, who may be more prone to only noticing the bad things that their spouses do. So okay. This can- Kind of help you start to shift perspective, shift, yeah, right? Yeah. So whatever the situation is in your marriage, admiration can help. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, where we want to end up here. And and just going for little moments. Like, don't think that you have to do this amazing thing, right? So is this like noticing maybe physical things too? Like, you smell so good after you showered. Yes. Like, that's admiration. It doesn't have to be a character thing necessarily. No, no. Okay. It doesn't. 
but just yeah, admiring no, something. Yeah, that's a good example. But I would encourage folks, like if maybe if you're a little more frustrated in your marriage, your marriage isn't as happy now, it's going to be harder to go for the characterological stuff. Mm-hmm. So find so the little things. Find the little things. But as you develop that skill, you know, how can you turn that into, you know, starting to admire the characterological traits as well? So, I, you know, when you, I was trying to think of an example, like. But you can turn it into the characteristics of like self-care or taking care of things rather than yeah. the fact that they smell good or I don't even know, maybe that's a dorky example. Yeah. It's, I'm just having trouble kind of getting off the ground on that one myself. Uh, I was kind of thinking more along the lines of like when you, if your spouse does something for someone else that Mm. displays like a virtue of uh, selflessness or care or those kind of things, Mm -hmm. express admiration there. You know what I mean? That's sort of the, uh, it could still have been a relatively small thing they did. Like they just picked their groceries up for them or, or they kind of just went the extra mile on something. Right. Right. But I think acknowledging that is really powerful. Right. Yeah. So it could be that you're married to somebody who's not the kindest person in the world or something, but you can probably find the small, like at that point you need to start with yeah. the small things. And Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I have some d- distressed marriages that I work with. Right. Mm-hmm. But even in those moments, like every, every person bears the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so they're almost always expressing some virtue, like unless they're in a really, really difficult place. But what happens is we're afraid to give them any credit in case they stop trying or we feel like if we're nice to them, you know, they're not going to work on the marriage as hard or they're going to think it's okay and back off. Right. Uh, And so we withhold these positive moments. Right. So we need to just get that cycle started. Sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And if they do back off, you know, then that's a conversation you can have, which is, you know what? I want to affirm and admire you, but I've noticed that I've done this twice and you've really stopped trying. Like you think it's all okay. I need you to keep trying because I need to feel important. I need to feel that you want to save this, that you want to work on this because hmm. it's not resolved for me. But I still okay. appreciate the fact that you da 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 da. Okay. Okay. Huh. Well, that's touching. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, give it a shot, everybody. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again to our patrons who support us month to month. You make it possible for us to continue doing the research and putting together marriage advice and wisdom that actually works. So together we reach thousands of marriages every week with hope and help. So thank you. And remember, if you find value in our podcast, also you can leave us a review on iTunes. We'll be happy to share your feedback for the encouragement of others who are working on their marriages too. And next week. We're talking about nagging. Nagging. Yeah, I've got a whole episode on nagging. Oh, this one would be totally foreign to me, so I should learn a lot. <clears throat> well, that's all for today's episode. That was an awkward sound. <laughs> Actually, you don't nag. Sometimes I do. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 179. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.